Thanks for tuning in. I'm Zach, and this is Podcast Junkie, a weekly bite-sized show that gives you a look into a new podcast each week. If you're looking to help further Podcast Junkie and support indie podcasts, don't forget to check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash podcastjunkie, or join our Discord community. The link to that is available at castjunkie.com, where there is a full line of support indie podcast merch. Profits from our Patreon and merch sold all go back to support other people's indie podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to Podcast Junkie so that you can get the next episode as soon as it drops. And rate and review us over on Podchaser or wherever you're listening to help us get our name out there. This week's review includes adult content. And so if you're listening with children or aren't interested in a show that is based around sex, please stop now and check out another review in the Podcast Junkie feed. With that, let's get into this week's review. Hosted by Emily Morse, this week's review is for Sex with Emily, a podcast that started in 2005 with the goal to talk about and normalize the subject of sex and relationships with an open mind. Emily holds a bachelor's degree in psychology and political science from the University of Michigan and attended the Institute for Advanced Study of Human Sexuality. So with that knowledge of Emily and her background, let's talk about the show. Sex with Emily has been a staple in my podcast rotation for years now, And let me tell you, if you're still listening, you can learn to be more in tune with your sexual well-being and learn to care for yourself and your partner, whether that be your spouse, significant other, or just a fling that you get together with occasionally to release our natural desires. Emily covers it all from mental well-being to sexual frustrations. So with that in mind, let's listen to a quick exchange from Emily. I want to talk to you guys about sex. No, okay. Always talking about sex. But here's the thing. Do you actually know the science of sex and what actually happens to our body when we get aroused? I just thought this was a very interesting piece, a study that you guys are just some information that I don't know that we've covered with you lately. You know that sex is important and it's good for your health, or at least I I hope you do. That the more we have sex, the healthier that we are. And the more that we have sex, the more sex we're going to want to have. Many of the health benefits has to do with oxytocin, which is like the love hormone that is released when... We are intimate with someone, touching. They call it the cuddle hormone. It's actually what's released when you're petting your dog or your cat, which is why I want to get a dog. Anyway, no one thinks I'm going to get one. No, I want Um, you to get one. It's the same hormone that causes contractions at childbirth. It's even in sperm. And I think a lot of times people are craving intimacy in their relationships and like we're not having intercourse anymore. You know, it's important just to still touch and to cuddle and to hug and... Also, when we're working out and we make sure that we're just being physical, that will affect the libido, so it's important. And if we don't use it, we lose it. So the less sex we have, the less we masturbate, the less we touch our partners, the less we're going to want to have it. And the same goes for women who are also going through menopause, who have gone through menopause. I know that you just want to give up, and I know that you're like, I never want to have it. I can't even remember what was good. But the more that you have it now and the more you get your body you know, going again with sex, it's like, it is a muscle and it, you do, if you don't use it, you do lose it. So I feel like that just remembering, even if you could remember that there was a time you liked it and connected to it, that will actually help you, which is the truth. And I think that we often think that, um, we have a low libido and we don't desire sex. Like earlier when, um, who called him? Was it Steve? Yeah, his name, Michael. Yes, Steve. Steve said that his wife, yeah, she's never really been into into sex. But I think that we think people have low libidos, but often people people are just in a rut. Like I think that 
that people typically like in the beginning we all want to have a lot of sex because we're really it's something new and exciting and it's it's challenging and we don't know what's going to happen and there's all that excitement and then we get into a rut and we're like ah I'm not really I don't have sex I have a low libido and then couples think well it's not natural to force it it's not even natural to talk about it so we're not going to talk about it we're just going to assume that we just don't want to have sex anymore but this is when we got to get creative and we got to be spontaneous and we got to try something different. Sex also helps with sleep. Mm, it it does, does, you guys. Sex helps you sleep. So I don't think you guys realize that, that it can help you fall asleep. Orgasm is great for that. For women who I often hear don't make time to orgasm or to masturbate, that when you actually do, you're like, oh yeah, Emily, you're right. You're never going to be bummed that you had an orgasm. You're never going to be pissed that you went to the gym. It's the same kind of thing. Um, oh, no, it was just, it would just be really funny if someone was just like, God damn it. Why, why did I have that orgasm? Yeah, I don't think they do. Are you guys ever bummed about your orgasms? There's a lot we're talking about these days that we say that we're not having sex. The sex, every day we get a sex study that we're not having sex. And we blame our busy lives and the phones for the reason why there's such a decline in sexual activity. But yet, um, in this study, at least it says that women and two-thirds of men, they would like to have sex more often. But they're blaming it on all the stimuli that's coming from our phones and from television. And, you know, I thought this was really interesting that back in the day, you'd go home and you couldn't continue to work or shop or connect with a million people or even date at home mm. online. You'd go home and you have to, like, talk. Like, oh, you have to talk to your family. Yeah. You'd have to, like, talk to your family. I guess you'd watch TV. I mm-hmm. guess TV was the culprit often. But now there's, like, no one's even watching TV. It's all about your freaking phones. The thing I love about Emily is that she always tries to approach every situation from a non-judgmental perspective and give the best advice for every situation presented. From how to deal with bad lovers, how to speak up for what you want and need from your partner, and even how to break down the walls that you have made or that society has put on you. Things like how to explore your body and learn what turns you on and off physically and mentally, along with how to make sure that this translates to an intimate relationship with your partner. Each week, she focuses on a new topic and brings in experts alongside herself to share what they've learned through their life, topics like orgasms and sexual independence, to what to expect when expecting a threesome. With all that being said, Sex with Emily isn't just some raw, dirty podcast that talks about how good it can and does feel to have sex. It's a well-informed, insightful, and life-changing podcast with a host who has dedicated her life to making herself healthier in every aspect of the word and that includes sexuality. So if you're looking to spice it up in the bedroom, wondering what it would take to get a better orgasm, or maybe what a true orgasm even really is, then please take time to listen to Sex with Emily. Not only can we all learn something to help better our own mental and sexual well-being, but we can also improve ourselves to give our partner a better and more orgasmic experience. The final point I'd like to bring up is that Emily truly cares about her listeners and dedicates a large chunk of her time to callers and emailers looking for advice in all aspects of their life. Like I previously said, Emily tries to approach any and all questions from these listeners from a non-judgmental perspective and does all she can to help better each one of her fans and listeners' lives. I would also like to note, since November 2018, Emily launched Sex with Emily five days a week on Sirius XM, which can be heard Monday through Friday on Stars Channel 109 at 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, or 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed listening to Sex with Emily, or any other podcast we've previously covered, which can all be found wherever you're listening to Podcast Junkie. You can find us 
at CastJunkie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So follow me, won't you? We'll be posting links to this show and all others we've covered on them. Have a podcast suggestion? Send them to us at castjunkie.com, and we'll add it to our list. Until next week, don't forget to binge all the podcasts we've been highlighting.